Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before I get started with today's story, I want to give a shout-out to Deuce from Austin, Texas. Deuce, I think it's awesome that you enjoy these stories. I'm glad you're a fan of the show, and I hope you enjoy this story, too. This episode is part two of the Southern Swamp's Adventure. In episode one, we followed Mia, Juniper, Tulsi, Mallory, Calvin, and their dog Chewy as they went off in search of two lost kids. Today's episode is about how those kids got lost and what became of them. It's called The Southern Swamp's Rescue, Part 2, The Prequel. Lucy and Holly Morton had lived in the Green Forest their entire lives. The people of the Green Forest were well known for their survival skills. Early on in their lives, the kids would often go off on their own and camp out in the woods. This weekend, Lucy and Holly were planning on meeting their friends on the east side of the forest, far away from their town, for a weekend of camping and fun. Come on, Holly, we need to get going if we're going to reach the camp before dark. You know how hard it is putting up a tent in the dark, said Lucy. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm just getting packed, said Holly. The girls were heading out a little later than they would have liked. Unless you knew the green forest very well, it was easy to get lost, especially in the dark. Now these two knew the forest well, but they didn't want to get caught out there in the dark. Holly and Lucy checked each other's bags to make sure they didn't forget anything. They yelled goodbye to their parents and ran off into the forest. They were on a small trail, about halfway to their campsite, when Holly noticed something. Oh no, she said, as she began looking on the ground around them. What? What did you drop? asked Lucy. Well, I... I had my doll. I had her tied to my bag right here, but she must have fallen off, said Holly. Oh man, I dropped her. She could be anywhere. Come on, Lucy, what are we going to do? I can't leave my doll here in the forest, just laying on the ground. We need to... Calm down, Holly. You had the doll when you left. The only place it could be is back on the trail somewhere. Hurry up and let's go look, said Lucy. And she was right. 
They backtracked for a while, looking down at the ground. And then there it was, right in the middle of the trail. But now they had lost even more time, and it was beginning to get dark. They were hustling to the campsite now, almost jogging, and they were making pretty good time when they heard the sound. The girls stopped instantly and froze. Holly turned around and looked at Lucy. Lucy slowly put her finger up to her lips as a silent way of saying, shh, and they waited. The girls knew that sound. It was the sound of a tree beast. Nothing in the green forest was more rare or more dangerous than the tree beasts. Growing up in the green forest is like growing up in a survival camp. You learn all about animals, plants, surviving in the forest. And the only thing most green forest people were really afraid of were the tree beasts. Luckily, the beasts mostly kept to themselves, high up in the trees, coming out only at night to hunt. There was a rustling in the leaves ahead of them. They stayed perfectly still, hoping the animals would pass them by and not notice them. Just as Lucy was about to grab Holly and turn to run and scream, a little baby tree beast tumbled out onto the trail. This baby tree beast was about the size of a kitten, and it kind of looked like a kitten too, but with many more teeth. Usually, these babies would cling to their mother's back, but this one must have fallen to the ground. Don't touch it, whispered Lucy, thinking Holly might want to pick up the baby animal and see if it was all right. From off in the trees somewhere, they heard the call again. <laughs> then the baby perked up. But instead of running to the sound of its mother, it called back. Lucy knew this meant that the mother would follow the sound and come to the baby's rescue. Lucy grabbed Holly's shoulder, and just as she was about to turn and run, she saw the mother through the trees. She was far away, and she was looking right at Lucy with her glowing yellow eyes. She bared her teeth and took off running toward the kids. Run! yelled Lucy, and the girls took off into the forest away from the mother tree beast. Immediately, Lucy regretted leaving the trail. She didn't know exactly where they were, but she did know that if they headed north for long enough, they would come out of the forest, and the tree beasts never left the forest for any reason. Lucy moved, so Holly was running next to her. Don't stop, Holly, she said. The two girls ran at full speed for as long as they could. They didn't stop or turn around for anything. They were dodging trees and leaping over fallen logs. When they were both completely out of breath, they stopped and crouched down behind a large tree. They took quiet, deep breaths and listened closely. After a couple minutes, Lucy craned her head around the tree. She scanned the forest for any signs of the tree beast. Most people have trouble noticing anything in a forest full of trees and leaves and vines but green forest kids have excellent vision and can notice things in the forest that most people can't. Lucy was as still as she could be, only her eyes were moving. A leaf fell from a tree in the distance, and she looked up to see the mother tree beast staring right at her again. 
Lucy's heart sank. She thought for sure the beast had given up on them and went off to hunt something else. Holly, we need to run some more, she whispered back to her sister. Then Holly and Lucy sprang off again, a little slower this time. The forest was almost completely dark now, and the girls were tired from running so much. The tree beast was so close to them now that Lucy could hear it huffing and snarling behind them. The girls were desperate now and couldn't keep up this running for much longer. They were entirely lost and simply hoping to run one direction for long enough to get out of the forest. Holly seemed to fall off balance, and she grabbed Lucy's hand for support. Then Lucy fell too, and the two sisters tumbled hard down a steep ravine. They hadn't seen it in the dark. They tumbled fast, and once at the bottom they were stunned a bit at the sudden fall. Are you okay? asked Lucy. Yeah, said Holly. Lucy looked around and noticed in the dark some thick vines hanging against a massive boulder. These were the kinds of vines with spiky edges on the leaves that animals usually stayed away from. Let's hide behind those vines, said Lucy. Come on, we'll get scratched up, but maybe the tree beast won't follow. Lucy and Holly shuffled over to the thick vines hanging down. They put their backs against the stone and tried to slide behind the spiky leaves and vines. Holly was the first to fall backwards completely. She was scared at first, and before she even stood up, Lucy fell right on top of her. Oh my gosh, we found a hidden cave! This is perfect, said Lucy. But what's in the cave? asked Holly. Whatever it is, it's probably no worse than that tree beast out there hunting us. Let's walk into the cave just a bit and see if there's a place to hide until morning. Then we'll head back home, said Lucy. Cautiously, the girls felt their way along the walls of the cave for a bit. They each still had their camping packs, so Lucy crouched down and got an emergency candle from hers. She lit it, and it cast a dim glow in the cave. Come on, we need to go a bit deeper in case the beast tries to follow us in here, said Lucy. This is awful, said Holly. Will this night ever end? Holly was so tired, and now she felt cornered in this dark cave. Yes, yes it will, said Lucy, trying to reassure her little sister. This night will end, and then we'll go home and have an incredible story to tell all of our friends, all right? But right now, we just need to keep going a bit farther. Lucy and Holly walked through the only tunnel in this hidden cave until they came to a small room. It looked like no one had been in this room for a hundred years. There were some tables and bookcases and some old wizardry stuff like glass beakers and powder pouches and things like that. Let's look for a place to hide, or maybe a hidden entrance or something, said Lucy, and the girls rummaged about quietly. Then they heard it. The Tree Beast Call Lucy knew by the echoing sound that it was in the cave now. Oh no, Lucy, what are we going to do? said Holly as she clutched her doll. We're trapped in here. It's fine, Holly. We just need to hold out until morning. No big deal, said Lucy. I'm going to find some sticks and you break that mirror over there. We'll attach the broken glass to the sticks to make weapons just like we learned. Lucy got some string from her camping pack 
and Holly grabbed a stone from the ground. She threw it into the mirror, and it simply disappeared. What? she whispered to herself. Holly figured that in the dim light she must have just missed, so she picked up another stone and threw it at the mirror, being sure to take careful aim. Again, the stone went right into the mirror, like the mirror just sucked it up. Then she noticed it was glowing faintly. She walked up to the mirror and turned to her sister. Lucy, she whispered, look. Lucy turned and Holly slowly put her hand into the mirror. The mirror glowed a light yellow where her fingers touched it. She pushed her hand in further, all the way up to her elbow. What are you doing? asked Lucy. It must be a magic mirror, said Holly. We could go in to escape the beast. But where does it lead to? asked Lucy. I don't know, said Holly. Some place that probably doesn't have tree beasts. Come on, Lucy, we'll just go in for a little bit and then come right back here at morning. Lucy didn't know how magic mirrors worked, but she knew how tree beasts worked, and she didn't want to be this one's dinner. All right, fine. Hold my hand. We'll go in together. Lucy and Holly held hands and stepped into the magic mirror, away from the tree beast and into the unknown. The End Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, where you can find my drawing of a tree beast. And be sure to submit your own drawings as well. Thanks for listening. Adios.